0: Hello, today I'm back at it, diving into Web3, blockchain, and NFTs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, these are getting a lot of attention, but what do they really mean? And what types of opportunities exist here? But before I continue, uh, to let you know, this episode is brought to you by CloudWars Expo that'll be running June 28th 30th at Moscone Center in San Francisco, California. And I'll be there leading tracks and sessions alongside Bob Evans, founder of CloudWorks. and a lot of the other acceleration economy analysts that are part of the Acceleration Economy Network. So more details? Well, head over to cloudwarsexpo.com to learn more. And hopefully you can join me there. So where do all these buzzwords cross over? And what about all the data that's being generated from these technologies? Well, to help me decipher all of this is Susan Falola. She is the founder of Jubix, A Go Global Award winner, frontrunner in fintech 2021, a strategic innovator, blockchain and NFT expert, and a strong advocate for DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. All right. So stay tuned for a lot of these areas that we're going to explore. And what type of things will you leave with after listening? Thoughts, ideas, challenges? Well, stay tuned. Well, hello Susan thank you so much for joining me on the show today it's a pleasure to be chatting with you and uh, I gotta say I you know the interactions you and I have had through uh, through the jubix and mentorship program has been amazing I, I love what's going on with that that whole program and really giving I kind of think of it as that that great jump start for folks that are looking uh, to Really get into you know full stack web development and what's next on the business horizon for them and so forth. But uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth that you can explain it a lot better than I can. So if you don't mind, just briefly introducing yourself and a little bit about Jupix.
1: Fantastic! Thank you so much, Aaron. Yeah. I, uh, I was supposed to be on here a couple of weeks ago, so my apologies for that. But really appreciate oh, yeah. you having me uh, back on today, even mm. though I've uh, been canceling most of our meetings due to uh, you know rapid work being done on our side. So mm. um, I would first obviously explain, you know, what Jubix is, and then probably go more into the program aspects. Okay. So Jubix is basically, uh, we are supplying stakeholders as a service. So I know a lot of people know SaaS to be software as a service. We're actually coining a new, um, new kind of concept where we are providing stakeholders as a service by providing a new collaborative marketplace for talent, companies and investors, uh, matching them on their key interests, skills and needs uh, for stakeholder opportunities. Um, All users will be immersed in a multi-cloud emerging technology services such as NFTs, metaverse, and blockchain products to create innovative new sources of revenue and income. So we want to really, like, try to... uh, you know, create an ecosystem of value, you know, uh, we have a lot of uh, platforms where we follow one another, you know, Mm -hmm. where we have, you know, quite large, extensive networks, Uh where's the value? Where's the actual segmentation in terms of skill and interest? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where Gbook sees, you know, a gap in the market where we can actually provide that. And the problem that we actually solve with is the fact that there's a lack of accessibility to value based stakeholder opportunities who have problems needing to be solved. So you can imagine, you know, especially since COVID, obviously, in regards to the supply chain, we believe that we will be able to actually, you know, amalgamate the the supply chain across all sectors to actually provide um, a solution that will make connecting with the various you know distributors marketers strategists whatever it may be to actually create new solutions that will be making the supply chain more efficient and more effective going forward um and then uh, you talked about our global tech sprint leadership program yeah. so we actually launched that last year august and basically mm. our global uh, tech sprint leadership program consists of multiple um tech um skill based um individuals from all around the world so we've actually been able to get about 400 and something people selected and now narrowed down to about 27 people that would actually be going towards the finalists so what we're doing okay. within the program is actually having the candidates that are in the program actually work on the solution that we want to bring to market which is Gbix and all of these okay. people have actually been so passionate and actually yeah. being able to commit themselves to actually bring this um, product to life. So if you can imagine, if that is already happening now, right. imagine that in a digital sense. So that's kind of mm-hmm. what GBIX is all about.
0: Well, I, I love this. Uh, if you think about this uh, emerging tech that um, you've touched on and then really filling that gap that exists, something that I, I've looked at and uh, when it comes to the metaverse is it's really this a conjunction if you will of the physical the digital and the virtual aspects you know exactly. we've, we, we've you know hopefully as humans somewhat mastered the uh, in-person the physical aspects and then the digital obviously i mean it was just through the pandemic that's what everybody relied on but now we got this virtual aspect that uh is layering in a combination of things so it, it's quite interesting where people are trying to say, well, what do I do with this whole thing? Like metaverse web three things. And then, okay, great. I think I got that figured out. How can I create some technologies to fill gaps that I have in my products and services? So I think you're, you're fulfilling a lot of uh, great needs and gaps uh, that are existing. So I, you know, kudos for, for finding that niche and, and diving in really. And uh, something I, 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 when I was uh, prepping for this discussion, I noticed that uh, one of your, amongst your many passions that you have is that uh, yeah. is uh, DEI, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And when it comes to you know education and opportunities within um, these emerging technologies. So, uh, so how, do, how do you see yourself bringing those things together, that DEI and then Web3 blockchain uh, that we which you've mentioned a bit.
1: Absolutely. So obviously, we believe education is a big aspect. I'm sure you're aware within the blockchain -hmm. uh, blockchain community. This is why the networks are growing so vastly because of the knowledge and the awareness being created. Well, Jubix will provide a dual chain model and work together with existing cryptocurrencies and collaboration platforms. With this novel approach, it will actually combine private with public and centralised with decentralised. Okay. And by anonymizing users with an NFT character, this creates a hybrid infrastructure for increased adoption and communicated mm-hmm. value through video streaming. The reason why we're doing that is that, obviously, we're aware that <clears throat> a lot of people in the world, you know, they may not have the confidence or they may not have, uh, you know, the 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 certain skills that you see in an entrepreneur, right? So if they are baby, basically masked with you know the character or the, the immersed value, they can actually uh, open up themselves and their skills. So that's why we've anonymized users within the Jubix platform. So when they actually connect, so if I'm connecting okay. with you for, say, for, for a second, right. Aaron, so let's say we connect in Jubix now, I wouldn't connect with Aaron. I wouldn't know what you look like in terms of your aesthetics, nor would you know what I look like in terms of my aesthetics. But okay. what we would know... Is that we would be um, matched based on our skill or our interests. So ah, now okay. already we can now you know acknowledge that oh actually I like agriculture so do you wow fantastic okay and then I need technology and um, you need marketing so now we're matched based on uh, the needs and demands um, okay. more than the actual as- you know aesthetics and um, behind it and now. That connectivity can now obviously be rolled out in terms of meeting one another, having a video call, having, you know, a a, a call over the phone. And that is when, you know, the uh, connection becomes non-anonymous. But the whole essence is that once you first connect, it's basically anonymous in every sense. So even if it's a private company connecting inside uh, Jubix, they also have that uh, reputation guarded in terms of uh, collaborating with uh, new startups.
0: Mm, I so I like how you're. It's it's really addressing that unfortunate aspect of us humans is the bias and unconscious bias that exists. You know, uh, it could be uh, racial uh, biases, cultural biases, uh, or just uh, like I said, uh, unintentional or uh, you know, uh, subconscious biases that again, unfortunately exists in us humans, but you're, it looks like you're, I like how you're kind of breaking down some of those barriers to help with bringing the right people in the right skill sets for what's needed and saying, look, we've matched on these great uh, needs and skill over here. This looks like the right person for what you need or or a group of people, potentially, if it's like a team and uh, bringing that together. And so I love how you're, providing the education, combining that with breaking down the barriers and then uh, addressing the needs for the, for the emerging technologies. So that's really uh, fascinating. And speaking of emerging technology, (laughs) we we alluded to blockchain, but, and and you touched on the NFTs a bit uh, a moment ago, but uh, you know, with crypto and NFT, they're really getting all the attention. It seems headlines, you know, just because of it seems every day, you know, there's a new cryptocurrency coming out, or you know, Ethereum is top to this chart of some sort. But quite mm-hmm. frankly, many are still struggling to kind of understand, you know, what blockchain is really about. Yes, the crypto and the NFTs sit on top of this blockchain. Uh, but there's really more opportunities with blockchain besides what we're hearing in the news and the buzzwords that are out there. So I was wondering if you can kind Absolutely. of elaborate a bit on some of that and then how that opens up the door for new opportunities with decentralization.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, you know, the whole emphasis around blockchain has been you know more around cryptocurrency unfortunately mm-hmm. in regards to what blockchain can actually do for the world um in, in, as a whole you know blockchain is actually an infrastructure so if you think about an infrastructure whether it be you know in terms of the supply chain whether it be in terms of you know we have infrastructures now for companies to facilitate employees so now you could have a remote infrastructure that facilitates employees but has a recorded ledger behind it. So that ledger, if uh, uh, some people don't know what ledger means, but kind of like a a tally, you can say, Mm -hmm. in regards to what has been, um, you know, um, transaction before and what is, you know, what is, uh, you know, going to happen in the future. In terms of blockchain um, itself, I would say that blockchain really could um, help in terms of uh, provenance. So in terms of actually you know, really allocating where this, you know, this uh, you know, ingredient, food supply, whatever comes from, and actually mm-hmm. narrowing down exactly where it was made. So, for example, obviously we know, well, <laughs> I love chocolate. Um, <laughs> so um, if you can imagine cocoa beans, for example, you could actually go all the way to the actual you know, uh, place where it actually was first kind of uh, picked up and then all the way to actually the, co- the chocolate being made. So in terms of NFTs, I mean, I'm a bit of a skept- <laughs> skepticist in regards to NFTs and I have right. a different way of viewing them. Obviously you can see that I have um, involved NFTs within my platform. <clears throat> so, within my platform. But for me, I look at NFTs for a community driven as- aspect. So right. I don't believe that you should be able to upload a picture. Uh, like a, a handsome picture of Aaron for example <laughs> and put oh Aaron's picture is worth uh, 1000 ETH and right. uh, whoever wants to buy it right you know can yeah. buy it and um, I feel that you know there needs to be a lot of value um, added so within our platform what we do is actually when you go through the application um, stages we naturally allocate you an nft so you're allocated an nft and everybody within that skill base is also allocated to that nft so now your community is growing Uh, based on your skill base and your interests not just the fact that you're you know kind of making an evaluation out of nothing I like so that. So, if you can uh, imagine Aaron's yeah. uh, Aaron's NFT going into Jublix platform, what mm-hmm. it would be is as you're allocated to the first bearded uh, podcaster, yeah. <laughs> um, you would basically um, kind of uh, be zero 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 point one, and then it would go up in value as people grow within your um, okay. NFT character.
0: I like how that it's it's the value of the actual NFT is increasing based on the the real underlying not the monetary value behind it but the value that it could bring to or other organizations or businesses or like you said that skill set value that's behind it that's growing that i really like that that's an interesting take i've not heard <laughs> quite frankly on uh you know <laughs> from the nft aspect but this does as you as we i mentioned here is that you know a lot of times people think of blockchain and nft as just the Flashy things, you know, Bored ape or whatever, <laughs> that's up there. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've even seen some go so far as literally just a a purple square or a blue square, and that's an NFT. I'm like, really? That's <laughs> that's in my opinion. That's kind of dumb. But to your point, yeah. I like how you <laughs> have that true value behind it. That's uh, representative of skills, representative of people. Uh, so I that really uh, like does open up new opportunities to think about blockchain and NFTs totally different, you know, than what's on the news. And speaking of, uh, you know, all of this uh, ledger that we covered of blockchain and so forth, and it's, it's surfacing a lot of data uh, and financial data, obviously because of cryptos, you know, volumes continue to Uh. increase. Data is located all over the place, but, So how do you view, like, how can we harness that data for insights when it's, you're thinking about this decentralized framework as the backdrop?
1: Mm -hmm. So if you can imagine like, sorry, a stocks and shares environment. So we believe that the people inside Jubix are the stocks and the shares. They become assets naturally based on their Mm -hmm. performance. So based on us, um, so just like blockchain, um, you know, let's say 100 communic- uh, computers have to validate a transaction. 100 individuals have to validate that, potent- uh, that particular person's skills or that particular person's contributions. So yeah. now okay. you have that kind of voting kind of aspect, but it's not actually seen as voting because it's kind of like a rating that you give after a meeting. For example, we're having a call today mm-hmm. after this call like a uh, star rating would be given similar to Uber, Airbnb. And then based on, you know, um, Aaron getting many, uh, you know, many stars, he would now fluctuate within, you know, his stocks and shares environment inside Jubix. Um, I did actually okay. touch on another aspect of NFT that we're doing. So we have the character value, but then we also have the gaming value. So hmm. you have a game where you fit pieces together, you know, similar to Tetris. So where okay. Tetris goes up to down, we have the right. Tetris pieces already there stagnant okay. and then you can actually move them and entwine them and make your own nft art sculpture whatever you want to call it okay. so now that that sculpture that you created if anybody else also makes that same uh, sculpture that also grows the value of that particular ah. nft
0: okay so it's you have the like two uh... aspects yeah it's almost sorry to interject it's almost like a compounding value if you think about it
1: exactly yeah exactly i mean for me i come from a finance background so i'm stepping into technology from you know yeah numbers and figures no i i see that it's
0: yeah it's that overall compounding value that can increase the other value of nearby uh nfts or sub nfts if you will within that that's i love that and and but in, and inside all of that is you're harnessing that data to increase the value of those NFTs through, like you said, skills-based and so forth. Um, are you finding AI that is is becoming helpful in a lot of this? Because, you know, Absolutely. us as humans have limitations of what we can sift through yeah. massive volumes of data. So I'm sure AI is really helping sort of, I can imagine where it can come in and, and help create that nft because it can look for all the puzzle pieces and like you said create that sculpture so to speak is that was that what you're finding
1: yeah absolutely so for us it's like first we want to sorry i just got something (laughs) i tried to do you know the posh one where you know the posh one where you're on the screen and you're like "Mm, yeah having a dabble of the (laughs) eye that's okay we keep Um, it real here so (laughs) yeah um yeah so what it is is um in regards to the data obviously like we said we're anonymizing the data on the platform so realistically we would be able to sell the data aspects on our platform because they have no you know intrinsic right. value. so in terms of like aesthetics date of birth it's just the actual transactions um, and okay. the way people collaborate the um to create the robustness of the matching as well Mm -hmm. so what we see is that after the onboarding stage which we'll have over the next three months we're going to have an onboarding of universities we're going to now evaluate the product and and do some ai um machine learning testing based on the data that we receive and then we will be able to now make the the actual algorithm even more robust based on that Mm -hmm. evaluation so we're not trying to just you know go to market at speed we are really trying to make people be at the heart of the process so we're really you know really uh, customer centric driven in terms of uh, our product and how the user experience uh, evolves over time
0: because uh, at the beginning you mentioned that stakeholder as a service concept and i can imagine this is stakeholder data as a service that you're kind of providing yes. uh, beyond yeah. that and, but then you have got that data feedback loop from the ai where you're learning here, it's coming in and it's creating more value if you think about it through your NFT construct that you've set up. And then that mm-hmm. in, you know, further increase because you have more enriched data and information behind that in, NFT that can increase its, you know, ETH value, for example, uh, uh, that's out you're there. You're hired, you're hired, do I mean. You've got the uniform. You've got the uniform. <laughs> so I think I've tied the dots <laughs> okay. together, it seems like, but... Uh, No, I love this. Uh, It's uh, uh, it's phenomenal. and this is one thing I'm glad we're we're chatting about. This is because really, in in the grand scheme of things, we're exposing a different way to think of blockchain, think of NFTs beyond just uh, you know the cryptocurrency aspect or the board ape or what have you that's up on on, out on OpenSea, for example. This is really a business value model that you put together, uh, leveraging these technologies. Yeah. I would like to give you
1: some use cases around it. So if you can imagine, like, entrepreneurs, right, feeling mm-hmm. undervalued due to, you know, their ideas not being executed or, you know, appreciated mm-hmm. within the workforce. There's also a lack of flexibility of working hours. Obviously, we've seen with the whole remote working now, mm-hmm. people really enjoying that aspect. And then also there's a lack of control over their salaries. So let's say your fridge breaks down, you know. Obviously, a fridge costs, you know, a few you know a few bubble or two and at the end of the day you don't have the money to be able to go and buy your fridge but you've actually done a week's worth of uh work you should be able to actually draw down those funds because you've already worked for them but you have to wait to the end of the month to get your salary so you're not okay. in control of your salary you're not in control of your work it's the company and at the end of the day if you don't work for the company there is no company so we want to okay. put the you know the power mm. back into the individual's hands. And then from a new company founder perspective, they lack knowledge over the long-term crossing, you know, for cross-functional expertise over time. And they're also subjected to obviously we talked about earlier, biased decision making related to their gender, ethnicity, inexperience. Mm-hmm. So they are unable to get funded. And then mm-hmm. you have from the organization perspective where they have a lack of innovation, inability to work, visualize all collaborative stakeholders, and Obviously, because they're not anonymous, you know, it's really mm. uh, easy to uh, point the finger uh, right. at the, the, the person that's doing the most work. Yeah. And from an investor's perspective, there's a lack of opportunity to move investments. And most likely you have to wait three or four years for a return investment. So mm. if mm-hmm. you can imagine that for an investor is also extremely quite tough, mm-hmm. right? Within Jubix, you can actually divert your investment to another project within inside Jubix as and when you like. So it also gives the power back to the investor to not just you know, stick his, uh, his hands in one pie. He can now, yeah. you know, okay. now divert it to another, uh, another project. And then also the last part is the fact that there's a lack of visibility for 1.7 unbanked individuals globally who allow on cash to make payments. So if they had like a digital um, platform that they could potentially use as a kind of a, you know, a collaborative uh, investment tool, and
0: they could also participate um, in jubix as well uh, yeah this is well i i'm just uh, fascinated by this <laughs> uh, again business value prop that you got going on here but it's <laughs> leveraging the newer technologies in a way like I, I already mentioned that's just completely different than the catchy head- headlines that are out there and and it's really unlikely exactly. and, and I, I really appreciate the the really hard work that you've put into this and I'm sure you've had some great uh collaborative efforts with other people to bring Absolutely. this to life and uh and and then seeing it come to life you know is, is amazing you know and I, I gotta only uh, participate in a little slice of that uh, effort that you're putting together and and thank you for that but uh yeah I I, I I'm just uh, you know amazed at uh, what you're putting together here and appreciate the the efforts that you're you're doing to create and build on something that's new and emerging that other people are sort of scratching their heads of what's going on but you've already grabbed it by the horns and you're running with it so uh, i think
1: you would appreciate about offense you know authenticity you know like Mm -hmm. your program here today you know we could all have our suits and our ties Mm -hmm. and buttoned Mm -hmm. up and all of that but actually is that really truly authentic who are you behind the mask you know and at the end of the day i think people really would like to just be themselves um and I hope to create that within the solution, not just by obviously anonymizing users, but also by giving them that connecting value based on match capabilities.
0: Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, the value opportunity all over the place here, reimagining blockchain, reimagining NFTs, and then um, using AI to surface continued value through that data. Um, I think it's just it's a great combination. We talked about the intersection. At the beginning of um, you know the metaverse and Web three of you know physical digital and virtual realities, well, it looks like you're bringing those things all together and kind of harnessing that experience. So uh, amazing! Thank you so much, Susan. For it's been a wonderful conversation here, and uh, thank you. uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, thoroughly engaged in everything that you're doing, and it's just. Again, I, I love how you've unlocked a lot of this uh, these things. So thank you again. And also
1: look out for um, my publication that I'm bringing out probably at the okay. end of April, uh-huh. which is called uh, Metaverse versus Metaphor the Worse. Oh, <laughs> so it's kind okay. of like, a, yeah. yeah. So we want to know, is Metaverse the reality or is it Metaphor for the worst? You know, is it something that we don't really need to be looking at now?
0: <laughs> okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's quite fascinating. Yeah, that's, and I always... Uh, with these shows I love leaving people with something to think about and consider and that's that is something to really consider so (laughs) yeah thank you so much for joining the show it's been a pleasure